Live from Miami, Florida, thefoodie.com presents WTF, Where's the Food? With your host, Nick. And we have done it. We are live. What up? What's going on? It is Nick, a.k.a. The Foodie, and you're listening to episode number one, the premiere, WTF, Where's the Food? Of course, again, my name is Nick, and I'll take you on this journey on the craziest and bestest, if it's even a word, dinner party you've ever been a part of. WTF, where's the food? This is episode number one, the premiere. We're a new podcast, weekly podcast. Every Tuesday, you can count on us being there for you. The food podcast you've always wanted is here. Again, welcome. WTF, where's the food? You can follow us on all social media platforms at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E, foodie without the I. So let me run down how this show is going to work each and every week. So we're going to talk to and interview local and national chefs. We're going to get to know food bloggers, Instagram food people that you might follow. You might not know who's behind the account. We will talk to them and get to know them and how they kind of got started and all that fun stuff. Also, we're going to give you the food porn of the week where I go on Instagram and literally troll to find the food picture that makes my mouth water. I got a good one for you this week, I promise. We're going to tell you what's new on thefoodie.com, and we're going to give you some food news you could use or not use. Now, with that being said, let me tell you what's happening on this week's show. Episode number one, the premiere. Again, you're listening to WTF Where's the Food. Thank you so much for listening. We are available wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, everywhere and anywhere you get your podcasts. We are there. This week on the show, Chef Lorena Garcia, you know her from Top Chef Masters. She's been on Telemundo a couple times. She has cookbooks out. She has a brand new restaurant in Vegas called Chica. We'll talk to her about that. We'll give you some food news on Chipotle. They got a new queso. We'll talk about that. Moet has something new. And, of course, my good friends at Shake Shack have some new shakes we want to dive into. And, of course, the food porn of the week is a lobster roll coming from our friends over at The Hunger Diaries. And what's new on thefoodie.com? We take a trip to Monkey Tail. We'll tell you how that went and so much more. This is episode number one of WTF Where's the Food, the premiere. So let's dive right in and talk to my friend, Chef Lorena Garcia. So in studio right now, you've seen her on Top Chef Masters, Stella Mundo. She has cookbooks, restaurants. I mean, she's kind of famous. Chef Lorena Garcia, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is the coolest thing ever. Really? Well, I'm glad you're excited to be I'm excited you're here. So um, first of all, congrats on Chica. Thank you. Um, yes. Heard it's amazing. Yes. And uh, a funny story was um, a good friend of mine is Patrick, who works at 50 Eggs. Patrick, of course. I saw him yesterday. Patrick. And I went to Swine one night for dinner and he's like yeah we got chica opening up you should totally fly up for it and i'm like yeah you're gonna pay for my fly buddy or what like (laughs) yeah we have all these parties and i'm like you're just living the life patrick like you're living the life totally and he's um, he's fantastic and he was actually a a a very important piece for us to make this dream come true so thank you patrick (laughs) i mean he raves about it to me all the time yes yes. um so if people don't really know you or don't know much about you what do you what do you what's your cooking style my cooking style is, I've been in this country for almost 30 years, so definitely I feel that this country has given me everything. So I combine, uh, you know, the taste, the ingredients, the techniques that I had learned here in the States, also with the foods that I grew up with and the countries that I have lived and spent most of the time in South America. So mm-hmm. imagine, all the way from Argentina 
Perú, Brazil, Venezuela. All those ingredients, all those techniques, all that food is what calls my culture, is what I eat every day in my house. So I wanted to bring that in a today's age, you know, with the kitchen, with the with the setting, with the decor of Chica, which is a beautiful restaurant that gives you that sazón, that culture of Latin America and a little piece in yeah, Las Vegas. Out there in Vegas, they don't know about sazón completa no, or none of that. No, you know? they don't know that. So <laughs> we bring in that, you know, it's the only place on the strip that you can have a good arepa or a good tamal, mm. but you can also go, you know, with a with a beautiful shrimp with asado negro, the shrimp cazuela with quinoa and black lentils. I mean, we have so much taquitos. I mean, we have pretty much everything that calls to the Latin culture. So it's really a fusion of all these con- countries mm. in one plate. And so you've been cooking your entire life. I my bet. entire life. Yes. In life. And um, who has been your biggest influence? Oh, my God. I have so, ma- so many. I-, I think my mother, believe it or not, she's a huge influence. She's a fantastic cook, even though she does not like to be in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but when she does, uh, believe me, what comes out of there is just fantastic. She cooks uh, a very traditional Venezuelan cuisine. So what I have done is taking that influence of the food that I grew up with to the next level, uh, you know, with different techniques that I have learned throughout my studies and travels. So it's really a compilation of, uh, you know, everything who I am right now. That's Between awesome. studies, experiences, inspirations, that's what Chica is all that's about. Awesome. So on Chica, why Vegas? Well, you know, imagine <laughs> uh, when, you know, when my, my partner, John uh, and Patrick, you know, said, hey, guys, <laughs> we have this opportunity to open in Vegas. We were looking here. Of course, Miami mm-hmm. will be my, my first thought because I live in Miami. But, uh, you know, you don't say to Vegas unless the strip. And we're at the Venetian, mm-hmm. which is one of the best and most beautiful properties in the entire strip. Uh, so, you know, we definitely jumped uh, to the opportunity to to be able to showcase our flagship restaurant in Las Vegas. And is there plans for a Miami one? Of course, there's plans for Miami one and, you know, continue to grow the brand. Uh, again, you know, Chica is the first of its kind. It's mm-hmm. um, the first woman, Latina, that actually runs a restaurant in Las Vegas in awesome. the Strip. Congratulations. So, thank you so much. And it's, actu- it's actually, actually four or five women all together in a strip in which you can find over 3,500 restaurants. So I, it's, I, I didn't know this until, you know, I, I saw the uh, the amount of uh, support that I got uh, from everyone in Las Vegas. And actually our Hispanic community was uh, tremendously supported of, of the of the restaurant. And, and when I learned these numbers and these figures, I was like, wow. So I, I felt even more special. Yeah, I mean, Vegas, <laughs> you go and you're overwhelmed with the amount of restaurants and food. It's like all in like one street. Yes, exactly. It's concentrated. Yeah. So uh, it's only, a, you know, a few of us ladies. And, and I'm extremely proud and excited not only to bring uh, you know, Latin cuisine to the strip, uh, but in uh, in a level that you know that you're going to expect only the best. Only the best. Uh, when you're in the strip, you have to be. So I know you've been on Top Chef Masters. Yes. How was that? You know, I love Top <laughs> Chef. So I, I'm curious to know, like, what the experience is like. Let me tell you, it's a very, very difficult, very intense. Uh, I made it to the semifinals on Top Chef Masters. So that means that I stay about two months in Las Vegas, wow. coincidentally. <laughs> and, you know, no days off. You shoot about 20 hours a day. It's the real deal. The time is always against you. You know, you always have to think on your feet. So believe it or not, it's been one of the most difficult experiences that I have gone through, wow. but also left me. With I have the pipes to do yeah, of course. anything that I want to yeah. do in the food space. So that also leaves you with a little bit of confidence that what you're doing is right. What's kind of like your favorite food city in the U.S. or the world? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you are asking me like, like this question. I, there are I so just want to know. <laughs> there are so many. Well, you know, 
New York, always going to be, yeah. you know, the makeup for any single restaurant that you have. And actually, Las Vegas, believe it or not, now that I have spent so much time there, again, in the Strip, yeah. you have so many wonderful restaurants that, you you know, being good enough is not good enough anymore. Right. You have to be really the best and bring your A game every single day in order to survive in the Strip, as I know that New York will be the same uh, story. When we go to Europe, of course, Italy and France, mm-hmm. uh, Paris has been one of the two main uh, places that I grew up with uh, in the culinary world and my study. So that always is going to have a, a special place in my heart. Do you have a favorite restaurant besides yours? <laughs> I, do you want to get me in trouble with no, my chef friends? Why? <laughs> There's a restaurant. I have a okay, restaurant. Okay, let's that... choose one type of cuisine. What, what about uh, which cuisine do you would okay, say? Okay, I'll switch around. In Miami, where do you like to eat? In Miami, it's a where, 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 you know what? There, there are a few places. Uh, I have a dear friend of mine, uh, uh, Brian Nasahan, that he has a, a cute little place in Wynwood called uh, Beaker and Gray. Okay. That's a cool spot. Yeah, it's a good spot. I like it. The food is good. The drinks are great. Uh, I love it. The atmosphere, the service. I think he got it going on uh, in Beaker and Gray. Um, I mean, who else? Nani, where else do, do I go? I'm asking my executive <laughs> assistant that she knows me better than myself. <laughs> I love MC Kitchen. MC Kitchen. Kudos to my chef friend, Dina. I love her. She's awesome. Uh, my God, Makoto is another one that is Makoto. great. Uh, it's by my house. I have this little crazy, beautiful restaurant that is it's, it's in a strip mall, very small. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called uh, Salmon Salmon for Peruvian Cuisine. It's just off the hook. It's amazing. You're going to just blow it up now. It's going to be too packed for you to go. <laughs> and what's um, what's your favorite, like, what's your most underrated city you think in the U.S., like, for food? That's not, like, people aren't really talking about it, but you've gone and you experienced it, and you think it should be up there with the New Yorks, the L.A.'s. You know, you will, you. I mean, there, there are a few cities that I've been that actually caught call my attention and say, wow, this is... This is pretty crazy. Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those places right there, you'll be amazed of how good of a foodie, foodie town, uh, yeah. you know, culture you have going on there. And I have, you know, seen it throughout. So that's probably, probably a surprise okay. for me. And, and, and you know what? I went to Pennsylvania, uh, or Pennsylvania um, about a year ago, and I was in shock of the amount of Latin restaurants that you see really? in Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, in Miami, you have in, in, in the last year you have more restaurants than the last ten years combined. So we're opening restaurants, you know, left and right. So I love it that Miami finally is catching up. South to Florida, the rest of the world, yeah, yes, trying to, to get the rest- to the, the New York level, the LA level. And we are. Let me tell you, in terms of uh, the support that we get for our community to come into the restaurants, to really explore new flavors. I think Miami, let me tell you, is getting there. I think it's catching up, and and I love it. I love that you find great restaurants in Miami. So let's put it on the list, too. (laughs) Now, if you had to pick today, what would be your last meal on earth? Like breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like It could be your favorite item from anywhere in the world. What would it be? What would you think it would be? You know, I think that it would be my last meal... Uh, I will go in a couple of directions, right? Okay, I, you I will can go do all over the world. All over the world. Let me tell you, I will have my arepas. Arepas. I will have a good scrambled eggs, I you like know, it. with cilantro and peppers and onions, <laughs> my huevos pericos, and a good cafe con leche. That will be my breakfast. Okay. For lunch, hmm. For lunch, I think that I will get like a beautiful, you know, in Argentina. Actually, Nari, that is here. Remember, we went. Uh, I was uh, actually showcasing one of. I was promoting one of my shows, Food Hunters, and um, we went to this incredible Argentinian restaurant, and we had this uh, 
almost like a, like a beautiful uh, ojo de bife, uh -huh. which is the most amazing cut of beef uh, with a little salad. I remember we ate like some baked ravioli, but it was like, it was also like the most amazing <laughs> lunch that we had. And I'm like, man, we just, you know, step into a restaurant. It was like the best piece of beef. They make, they make incredible pastas. And then for dinner, one of the most memorable dinners that I have had, it was uh, a little place in Paris. Okay. It's called uh, the Jewel of Chocolate. It's in, in French, which I don't remember. But I think I mentioned it before. And it is absolutely amazing. They use chocolate in the most incredible ways, savory and sweet. And let me tell you, I have never had a meal like that in my life. It's a, it's a jewel in Paris. Wow. Sounds incredible. It is incredible. So I think that probably I will go in that direction, you know, well, something very nice, high end. Just there you to go. Finish I mean, it's it. a also, last meal, right? Exactly. So last <laughs> meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, I'll have everything that I can in once. Well, Lorena, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Um, how can people follow you? How can they follow with your life? You're all over the place. Absolutely. Please follow me on Facebook, uh, Chef Lorena Garcia online. You're going to see me on, on Instagram and also Twitter, Chef Lorena Garcia or Lorena Garcia as well. And just, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place, like you say, in English and Spanish, uh, cooking off, you know, desserts, uh, main courses. I have to give shout outs to my culinary <laughs> studio right here in Miami. So if you're planning to do a private event or party, come to us. So just check out my webpage and, you know, we can and go get in visit touch. Chica in Vegas. That's a must. If you're in <laughs> Vegas, you have to come to Chica. Chef Lorena Garcia, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is WTF Words of Food. My name is Nick. Thank you so much for listening. Episode number one, the premiere. And of course, if you're in Vegas, make sure you check out my friend Chef Lorena Garcia's restaurant called Chica at the Venetian in Vegas. Make sure you check that out. Now let's jump into some food news. So this week on some food news, if you have $100 to kill and want to drink like the stars... Moet has started selling its mini bottles in a convenient six-pack. Check this out. They call it the Moet Mini Share Pack. Now, the mini bottles are filled with 187 milliliters of Moet's Classic, which equals to about one and a half glasses worth, and each pack comes with golden flute toppers that you want to attach to the lip of the bottle so you can drink out of the bottle just like royalty. So I don't know about you, but my next party, I'm buying the six-pack of the Moet Mini Share Pack. So if you haven't heard, you've been living under a rock, I know. Chipotle has finally released their queso. It's available nationwide. They were testing it earlier in July, but now it is available to everybody. I have not had a chance to try it. Mixed reviews on it, but the queso is said to have aged cheddar cheese, tomatoes, tomatillos, milk, seasonings, and multiple types of peppers, and you can add it to your burrito, burrito bowl, or any other entree for $1.25, and you can order it on the side. It's going to come in two sizes with chips, the larger, which is going to set you back $5.25, even though prices will vary by city. If you have tried it, let me know what you think at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E on all social media platforms. And my good friends over at Shake Shack, they're introducing boozy shakes for the return of Will and Grace on NBC. These shakes are available right now until October 1st, and it's two themed shakes, and it's only going to be available at select Shake Shacks, though, for them. The Herald Square location in Upper West Side in New York and in L.A., the Hollywood and West Hollywood location. One shake will be called the Will and Grace, and it's a cinnamon marshmallow frozen custard blended with fudge. The second, Jack and Karen, which is a strawberry frozen custard with Prosecco blended in. Both shakes are going to cost you $5.99, and $2 of every purchase is going to go to Glad. Doing something great. I love it. And Chili's has officially cut 40% of their menu to quote-unquote go back to its roots. The restaurant chain has taken 40% of its dishes off the menu to focus more on Chili's more iconic items to improve quality. Nonetheless, it's interesting to see my friends over at Chili doing something different and taking a brand new direction. 
And Nestle has officially bought 68% of the hipster coffee brand Blue Bottle for $500 million. The investment will enable Blue Bottle to invest in new coffee technology and expand its cafes both in the U.S. and internationally. The company is slated to expand into Miami and Boston this year and is on target to open 25 new cafes in 2017 alone. And in big Miami news, Brooklyn's Roberta's Pizza is opening up here in Miami. They're opening up a mobile pizza pop-up in the Design District in October that will run through April 2018. They'll be open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. and will serve all the pies that everyone in Brooklyn knows and loves, including the Beasting and the famous original. And that's all the food news you could use or pretty much I could use for this week. Of course, all this and more on the blog, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E-E.com. And now, every week, we're going to give you a chance to meet your favorite food blogger, one of your favorite food bloggers. This week, we got Jamie from Everything Delish. You might follow her. You can follow her now on Instagram, at everything underscore delish. If you don't follow her, I promise you're going to follow her after today. We're going to talk to her, how she got started, her favorite food city in the U.S., some food photography tips, and of course, everything about the Toronto food scene, which is where she lives. Let's talk to Jamie now from Everything Delish. On the line right now, a good friend of mine just met on Instagram the other day, but I feel like we're good friends. We have some sort of connection that we'll get to in just a little bit. Right now, Jamie from Everything Delish. Jamie, what's up? Thank you so much for having me in. I'm super excited to be speaking with you. I know. It's it's a great time. Um, I think in the social land, you know, things are changing. And why, why not let the people, I know you're you're into the YouTube thing, you're trying to start the YouTube thing. Um, why not let people know about you or tell us about yourself and the blog you have? Okay, so basically I'm 24 years old. I'm from Toronto. I like to describe myself as definitely not a professional cook, but I'm for sure a professional eater. (laughs) And in that sense, I want to showcase, you know, my food pictures and videos somewhere. So I started Everything Delish on Instagram about a year ago, and I now have over 111,000 followers. I'm probably going to hit 112,000 very shortly, and I literally am just so food obsessed that I am constantly posting the most delicious food pictures and videos. I recently just started a YouTube channel like you were talking about where I'm going to focus more on kind of travel and lifestyle, which I love to do. So in just one year, you've grown that much that quick. Yes. It's pretty crazy to believe, but Instagram is a very special and yet weird place where literally anything could happen. It is. I mean, there's a home for people that love food like us. So, I mean, we're grateful for that. So. Exactly. What made you like want to get into this besides like the eating that you love to eat or you love to try all these new places? Honestly, I just am always the person that is constantly snapping their photos, photos and videos of food. And I was like, I need to showcase that somewhere. And I honestly didn't really think anything would happen. But then I started having videos that started going viral and having like over 1.5 million views. And that's really when I started to see like a huge following come with everything delish. And it was so crazy. It's crazy. And before you started, did you follow any other food bloggers before? How'd you kind of like, besides the eating, you know, you did the viral thing, but like, did someone inspire you? Any other food bloggers or accounts on Instagram? 
I definitely would say I followed Brunch Boys, Naughty Fork, like those two accounts forever. Naughty Fork, Miami, Miami Peace. So I actually just, like, I was in Miami a few months ago for the South Beach Food and Wine Festival. Okay, cool. And I met up with Sammy from the Naughty Fork, and we did a food tour, and it's so crazy because the way that the food industry works in the States is just so different than here in Toronto. So we were banging out like seven restaurants in one day, which was amazing. <laughs> but like that doesn't happen here in Toronto. Really? Like, why, I, I why go not? to one restaurant maybe. I go to one restaurant a day. I definitely think that like Toronto is lacking in its like Instagram food presence. And I'm trying, you know, like with everything delish to kind of put the Toronto food scene back on the map because I think that it's definitely underrated and it's not very well known. Which is another question I had. What do you think the most underrated food city in the in the world or the U.S. is? And that kind of answers the question. Yeah. Like, I mean, people are constantly asking me, like, where do we eat in Toronto? And, I mean, the influencer food scene is definitely not in par, like, as it is in the States. Like, I'm looking at my Instagram, and I feel like I'm following so many huge blogs from Miami and New York. And I can literally tell you where to eat there. And I haven't been to New York in, like, a year. <laughs> Which is, like, so crazy. But I'm like, yeah, like, you want to go here in Brooklyn? You want to go here? And people are like, do you eat at all these places? And I'm like, no, I just follow, like, an absurdly weird amount of people from New York. But that's why I know exactly where to go. And I don't think Toronto yet is on par with, you know, like, New York, Miami, L.A. on, like, where to eat and stuff with um, the social media game. So how many food bloggers or uh, different food accounts are Toronto-based that you know of? I would say there's, like... I know a lot, but, like, the top ones, like, there's, like, three or four. Wow. Yeah, and that's why, like, I love to travel. I definitely have a travel bug, and I'm not just limited to Toronto. I love posting places from all the different cities that I've traveled to and just, like, literally everywhere. And something that's so amazing with Everything Delish is that my following is so international. So I can have followers from... Miami and Toronto, New York, LA, but then I also am seeing, you know, a lot of followers from the UK and Europe and it's amazing. Now what's, um, I know we talked about the most underrated city in your opinion. What's your favorite food city in the world besides Toronto? Okay. I would say that my favorite food city besides Toronto would have to be Nashville. Okay. I uh, recently was in Nashville, and I can't even explain, like, how amazing and delicious the food was there. I felt like my, like, insides were grits and fried chicken, but I was honestly <laughs> so satisfied and happy with it that it was amazing. Did you have some hot and chicken? everything, yeah, uh, so much fried chicken, but it wasn't even that. It was that, like, everything there is honestly, like, made with, so much passion and soul and I know that sounds cheesy but you can honestly taste that in the food and it really goes like such a long way no but you're right the reason why you know like there's so many places like I would wait at Biscuit Love in Nashville for the Dirt Nasty sandwich which Uh was actually rated the number one sandwich in America for like over an hour because it was the most amazing thing I probably have ever eaten no but you're right I mean I Someone said, let's go to Nashville. We went to Nashville, and I wasn't too excited about it. But after being there, experiencing the food and, you know, the nightlife, all the bars and stuff, I was like, I love Nashville. Right? It's like, it's such, like an awesome such an city. up-and-coming place. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree with you. And I just feel like 
you know, for me, like, people are always like, what's your favorite restaurant? Like, where do you love to eat? But I was like, I love the whole overall dining experience. And, like, that goes from, like, the ambiance of the, you know, restaurant to, like, meeting the chef, going into the kitchen, and, like, just the whole community that's involved in eating at a restaurant. And I know that sounds weird, but I have not really appreciated that until starting this account. And it really, I think, contributes to the whole, like, meaningful eating experience. And I really felt that in Nashville. That's awesome. So when you come to Miami, I know you tell me you come down every couple months, your family has a condo here. Where do you like to eat? Or what are some spots that you go to every single time? Okay. So I can like answer this like in a heartbeat. Houston, <laughs> like my family and myself, we are obsessed with the spinach dip at Houston. Okay. I honestly think that it's okay. So I'm like a burger connoisseur. I honestly could eat a burger like breakfast, lunch, dinner. Quick question. What's and your favorite burger? Oh, my God. My favorite burger is in Toronto. It's called Golden Star. It's a family-run, like, dive hole in the wall, but it's the most delicious burger, homemade patties, and the best onion rings in the world. Oh, my God. I'm so hungry right now. (laughs) It's amazing. All right. So five years from now, we're going to look to the future. Where do you see yourself? Where do you see the blog? Okay, so I see Everything Delish, like, becoming, like, an international thing where I can bring, you know, the food, travel, and lifestyle out in Everything Delish, and I can bring people guides based on different places that I've traveled to, and I really want it to be kind of influenced by my followers. So I would, like, love to travel to places that, you know, my followers are telling me that I should go to and going to restaurants that, I should go to or trying products that my followers want me to try. And I really think that just like my following is such a huge part of everything delish. And I feel like always I have 111,000 best friends <laughs> and I think they need to be a part of it. So I just would love to include them and have their influence in everything delish and what I'm doing. And what's the proudest moment you've had on Instagram besides your videos just going viral and growing that fast in, in a year? Oh my goodness, I need to think. Okay, so I would say my like my proudest moment um, would be having like huge accounts and people that I've like kind of like inspired inspired by and like looked up to repost my videos and comment on my videos. I've actually had like a few random like celebrities like some of my photos and pictures and comment before. Okay, and um, also I would say like something like having my Instagram take me to somewhere like the South Beach Food and Wine Festival and seeing people like Rachel Ray and Guy Fieri and Bobby Flay. Like that was just like whoever thought that because of Instagram, like I'd be traveling and I'd be meeting the most amazing chefs. That's awesome. I mean, I, I go every year. I think it's a great festival every year. I'm dying to go to the one in New York. That's going to be uh, same, a same one day here. Thing. I'm hoping that I'm going this year. Hopefully. So, any you have any food photography tips you can uh, tell people who are trying to start a blog or an Instagram right now? Yes. Okay. So I would say my first tip would be is that you do not need to run out and go buy a thousand dollar expensive camera. I actually use the iPhone Seven Plus, okay. and it is the most amazing camera. With the portrait mode, I find mode. <laughs> that yeah. Okay, portrait mode is amazing, and I totally agree with that. But you don't want to try like you're taking like this amazing photo, if that makes sense. I, I, and I, I sometimes, 
it's like sometimes like simplicity is best. So you want to make sure that you have the best lighting. There's no shadows. You want to make sure that your food is central. So it's like the main focus of what people are like what you're actually photographing. So a lot of the times like I'll clear my plate and take a napkin and I'll you know, clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. I'll move some things around. And let's say, like, I'm eating, like, fried chicken and waffles. I want the fried chicken to be, like, the main focus of my photo. So I'm going to emphasize that in my picture by putting that central. Gotcha. And, you know, what's funny is uh, I was listening to a podcast not too long ago, and they were talking to David Chang. They were asking about the whole, like, diners or Instagram people, the new, the new age where people go and they care more about the picture than the food, yada, yada, yada. And he suggested that when we go to a restaurant to take pictures, we should order two of everything, one to eat when it's hot and then one to just take pictures because he likes people to appreciate his food when it's hot. For sure. I mean, I definitely am like going out for dinner with my friends and my family, my boyfriend. And I think that like everyone wants to kill me because I'm like, hold on. You cannot take You're a that photo. person, aren't you? At least like exactly like I, until you get like you know, my 15 shots and I have to choose like which one I'm going to get, which I'm going to like edit and post. But realistically and always the shot that I'm choosing is my first picture. Like no doubt. And it's like really weird how it works that way because I feel like I'm always moving it because moving everything around because I don't like the first picture. But I always end up using that one. You always use the first picture. Always. That's crazy. So I know one one last question I'm going to ask to everybody. If you had one day to live left, okay, not saying, but, and you could eat anywhere in the world or eat at your favorite restaurants, what would your last meal on earth be? It could be a full day. Oh my, okay. Can I do like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Of course. It could be, you could do breakfast, you could do snack, you could do lunch, you could do snack, (laughs) you could do dinner, you could do snack, whatever you want. It's your last meal. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I lived in Israel. Um, I went to school there. I was in Tel Aviv and there's this like a little cafe that is owned by this woman and it's called Cafe Zoho and they host make their bagels and their salmon and cream cheese. And it's honestly, not only is it like the best hangover cure, but it's just like the best bagel in the world. It honestly melts in your mouth. So I definitely would say I would travel to Israel and Tel Aviv and have the Cafe Zoho bagel there hundred percent. And then I think for lunch, I would have to go to Nashville and have Happy Bee's fried chicken. It is honestly the best thing ever. Oh, it is so good. Like the crispy chicken, it just honestly, once again, it melts in your mouth. It is so delicious. I would have to go to New York and have the snacks, like the cookies from Levain Bakery. Like they are just the ultimate cookies that break apart and crumble and the huge chocolate chip chunks. Like it is amazing to to basically to die for and then (laughs) for dinner i don't know i think i would have to have like an extravagant dinner in miami at prime 112 okay i see you did there and the cheesy bread and okay firstly that that cheesy bread that you get at first is like honestly so amazing i could probably eat like a whole basket to myself (laughs) just go for the bread don't give me a steak uh, like, honestly, like, 100%. Like, I can literally probably order a drink and probably spend as much as I did for breakfast and lunch, but that's fine. <laughs> and then eat the cheese bread and call it a day. But since my last meal, I would definitely have to have the Caesar salad, a big glass of red wine, and a huge steak with that, like, garlic butter that they put on it is honestly incredible. Sounds like my kind of meal. Jamie, 
Thank you so much for taking some time. Now, if people haven't followed you yet, where can they find you and what's the blog? Okay, so if you want to follow me on Everything Delish, all you have to do is go to Instagram and it's at everything underscore delish and you'll see me there. And I'm on Facebook, Everything's Delish. And my blog actually is Everything That's Delish with food, travel, and lifestyle. Then you can go to www.everything-delish.com. Thank you so much to Jamie from Everything Delish. Make sure you check out her blog right now. Congratulations on the launch. And make sure you follow her on Instagram at everything underscore delish. And now let's jump into the food porn of the week. This week, I told you earlier, it's a lobster roll from our friends at The Hunger Diaries. Well, let me tell you, this lobster roll made my mouth water, so that's why it is the food porn of the week. The lobster roll from The Hunger Diaries. You can follow them now at the underscore hunger underscore diaries. And the lobster roll she posted comes to us from the Brine Seafood Shack in the Avalon area right outside of Atlanta. It is mouth-watering. It is amazing. It's definitely food porn, and it's the food porn of the week. And guess what? Next week, we're going to talk to our friends, The Hunger Diaries, to get to know them. They're going to be our food blogger of the week. So look out for that. Make sure you follow her now at the underscore hunger underscore diaries. And this week, what's new on the foodie.com? We got a chance to check out monkey tail. If you haven't heard of monkey tail, it's located at the diplomat beach resort. They completely redid the property, new restaurants there. It is awesome. You're going to love it. Make sure you check it out. Monkey tail. We did a first taste. It was recently awarded Best Hotel Restaurant in USA Today. It's a modern Japanese concept. It's the only restaurant in South Florida that was on the list for Best Hotel Restaurant in USA Today. We got pictures of the food up right now on thefoodie.com. T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. Everything from duck buns, big-eyed tuna rolls, edamame dumplings, so much more. Check out the first taste of Monkey Tail right now on the blog, thefoodie.com. T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And that's it. That's all. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode number one, the premiere. Of course, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and download now. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast. We love you for listening. I appreciate you listening. My name is Nick. This is WTF. Where's the food? Of course, you can follow along with the show on social media, all social media platforms at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Of course, everything is on the blog, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. And WTF Where's the Food is part of the Vibe Media Podcast Network. My name is Nick. I hope you guys subscribe and download. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday for a brand new episode, episode number two, WTF Where's the Food. And of course, always remember to never stop eating.